0: It's Tuesday, September 26, 2023, let us gather together and experience the goodness of God. I'm Pastor Trey Comstock. We will begin with our scripture for the week, Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, a piece by Pastor Emily Larson entitled, What the Church Should Be. Then, Pastor Emily and I will talk scripture and about what changing one preposition can mean for your ministry. But first...
1: A reading from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When those who had been hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. One of my all time favorite characters in literature is found in Les Miserables. Whether you've read the book, or seen the movie, or watched the hit Broadway play, you've seen this character as he is absolutely pivotal to the plot of the story. That favorite character is the bishop. At the beginning of Les Miserables, the main protagonist, Jean Valjean, after serving 19 years in prison, is released and sets out to find his way in the world again. All the while, he must carry a yellow passport that proclaims to everyone that he is in fact a convict. This severely limits Valjean's attempts to find work and he ends up finding himself destitute. Finally, he comes across the home of the bishop who trusts him, welcomes him in, and gives him food and shelter for the night. In spite of the bishop's incredible generosity, Valjean wakes up in the middle of the night to steal away with the silver spoons and plates. The next morning, the police drag Jean Valjean back to the home of the bishop, who, instead of admonishing Valjean for stealing the silver and telling the police to lock him away and to throw away the key, he looks to Valjean and he tells him that he's very upset with him that he left in such a hurry because he forgot to take the silver candlesticks that he gifted him as well. The bishop gifts all of the silver to him, along with a pardon. Instead of doling out the punishment that Valjean deserves for being a thief, the bishop instead grants him this extraordinary gift of grace, forgiveness, and generosity. The bishop could have simply told the police that Valjean was a thief, and he would have received his precious silver things back. Valjean would have gone to prison or worse for the rest of his life. The bishop would have been justified in doing so. It was the fair thing. Instead, he tells Valjean to go and to use the money from the silver and this second chance to become a better man. Valjean does go on to do great and generous things with this second chance at life that has been bestowed upon him. Victor Hugo, the author of Les Miserables, aptly names the bishop Monsieur Bienvenu, his name literally translates as Bishop Welcome. This bishop chose to give this poor man the opportunity for a better life instead of the punishment that he deserved. He is the very personification of mercy and compassion. And this character of the bishop was written during a time where there were a lot of anti-clerical views in the world. Hugo's own son, Charles, upon reading the original script of Les Miserables, urged his father to change the character because, in his viewpoint, no clergy would actually act like that. Hugo insisted on keeping Bishop Bienvenu written as is, stating that he hadn't written him as much as how the church is, but as the church should be. Hugo was right. The church and God's representatives on earth who claim to be a part of it should be the epitome of grace and mercy and compassion. Those of us who pray the Lord's Prayer each time, we ask God for this when we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Because we have been forgiven much, we are called upon to forgive those who have wronged us, whether or not they deserve it. Easier said than done, right? We would rather see those people who have wronged us get their comeuppance. We would rather that the good guys always win and the bad guys always fail. That's just human nature. But that's not how the world always works. And fortunately for us, that's not the way the kingdom of God works. We aren't given the death sentence that we deserve for our sins and transgressions. Jesus, the good guy, the best guy really, took that punishment for us. Because we have been given much, much is expected of us in return when it comes to the forgiveness game. Like the workers in the vineyard who all received the same pay for unequal work, we can choose to grumble and complain when things don't go our way, but God gives good gifts of grace to all of God's children regardless of when they came to join the party. This parable that Jesus tells us can help all of us to reflect on our ideas of equity, equality, and justice in the world, and on how we live out those ideals in our day-to-day lives. This parable invites us to dream about God's abundance beyond our expectations, beyond our predictions. This scripture offers us assurance that God isn't bound by our limited or capacities for justice or for what we think might be fair. God's kingdom doesn't work like that. Instead, God's kingdom is marked by grace beyond our imagining and generosity beyond our deserving. Thank God that we are all covered by this undeserved, abundant, extravagant grace of God. As you uh, heard in the piece that we just read, this week's parable is uh, a really heavy lifting parable. This is uh, not one of the the lighter parables that's easy to understand um, that we get from Jesus. There's also a parable that is uh, unique to Matthew's gospel, um, which is interesting. Um, you know, we talked about a different scripture from Matthew a couple weeks ago, and it was very much a clear, you know, step one, step two, step three, how to get along with one another in the church. This one is less so. um, I'd say a little more open to interpretation. Um, This is not by any means a guide to how to run a successful vineyard. (laughs) If you are a vineyard owner, maybe don't Follow or, this model,
0: or, or do, or, or do uh, by
1: all I mean by all means. But, I guess but don't people. care about your, but don't care about your profit margins. Maybe right. like this is. Can you imagine if,
0: if this is like <laughs> how a McDonald's ran, right? right. Like you know, I, right. hey, the, the, you it know, doesn't it matter if
1: you show up. You know, half a day. You know, who's gonna show up the next day on time if right. everybody gets paid the same?
0: <laughs> right. Again, this is um, this is a parable. This is a parable about the kingdom of God. This is not a parable about how to run a small retail establishment. <laughs> right.
1: Maybe maybe don't run your small retail establishment like this because it, it won't be open very long. No, but <laughs> it,
0: it really gets at this vision of how God views us and how the economy of God is different than how you run a medium-sized McDonald's, right?
1: Absolutely, about this surprising nature of the kingdom of God, right? That's what we should really be taking from this.
0: Right, that it is, like, yes, this, like, if you're the pay guy, you're just like, what is he doing? Like, sir, (laughs) sir, sir, yeah, I know, I get it. But, like, this is, and we as humans like hierarchy and fairness our version of fairness right our version of justice right which is different than god's version of justice so in a few days i'm gonna get on an airplane um which is why we're doing all of this um and and uh again if you're watching the video version and you watched last week's show we haven't changed clothes um a week has not passed minutes have passed since we finished the last show Uh, We're pre-recording before I have to hit the road for two weeks. But like, so I'm getting in an airplane and I'm going to go through one of my least favorite rituals in travel, which is the staggered boarding. And I understand Uh. the bit where it is like the back of the plane, the front of the plane, right? Or the front of the plane, whatever. There's this like, but like, if you are gold status level, you may board now. If you are silver platinum status, you may board now. If you are Sky Team 1, you may board now. Like, you know, active military and, you know, mothers with children. Sure, sure, sure. By all means, get those people, you know, you know, thank those people and get the screaming children on the plane first. You know, person with disabilities <laughs> getting on before me. Sure, sure, sure. No, I get it. But there is science that shows the most effect efficient way to board an airplane. Um, there's a whole episode of Mythbusters on this. Where they build a mock airplane. They test these. Um, and it's like, I can't remember. It's like inside, middle, out. And like, there's, like, and you board. So much faster if you follow the scientific method for boarding, but then you don't get to give special people special status, and humans love special status. We like our
1: categories. We We like like our, I am this high, not this level. Right, and
0: we like Mm -hmm. that we've made it to this level. And so airlines are actually deliberately degrading the product, meaning your ability to get on an airline seat, get in your seat fastest in the plane to get out the door fastest. Um Again, like, I, I'm happy for the exceptions for active duty military, people with disabilities, people traveling with small children. I've been at least two of those on aircraft. Like, when I had a broken foot and had to get on an international flight, yeah, no, I was really thankful that I got wheeled down the aisle first. Like, thank you. Thank you. I guess it was Del... No, it was American. Thank you, American. Like, that was nice. Like, that's not my problem. My mother with a, with a bad leg has to get wheeled on aircraft. That's fine. No, this is, like the platinum and gold and whatever that is just to make you feel good Mm -hmm. you're actually degrading the airline experience for everybody because we like status so much i was once sitting at a middle class dinner party and this is very common um and people were comparing hotel and and airline statuses like this was the subject of converse yet. Yeah, it was wild. Wow. Middle class life is so strange. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes, and like middle class life is so weird. So i I'm just sitting here going, oh yeah, no I am I'm 1k and like, oh, I have this at Hilton and I'm like I I, I sleep on a lot of couches. I don't yeah. – <laughs> no. you know. Um, I did recently enroll uh, four frequent flyer programs because now I fly – I'm reliably going to fly one of two airlines now. Um, so maybe in a year or two, I'll be talking to you about my Platinum 1K and be so glad that I get onto the airline airplane 10 minutes faster while degrading the product for everybody but anyways, right. this is a long entirely apparently this is what I would write it. I have figured out what my essay for this one's about I was going to have been about airline about airline miles, airlines, about airline miles. Um, and would have opened with I was at a dinner party recently what you wrote far better um, but yeah, I would have <laughs> done a clearly what I want to do is a bit on airline miles uh, maybe we're all blessed that I'm not preaching on this one <laughs> Um, but this is a long way to say, like, we dig status and ranks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like we we invent – in, in worlds where they don't exist, we invent them. This is a, a, a sermon – for as you listening like two weeks ago as me saying this three days ago um i talked about calvin ball right the like you know the games that we make up but like statuses are equally made up it's like whose line is it anyways is the the best expression of this where the games are made up and the points don't matter and the
1: points don't matter
0: <laughs> right but we love them
1: we yes. love them and so
0: here like in thinking about our innate value our innate and equal value to God, regardless of when we got on the God train, feels a little counterintuitive and unfair because we want the platinum level heaven. Right? Like you want the better heaven. And like right. and, and like and, and so shout outs to Scientology. They invented that. <laughs>
1: And, and the Book of Mormon as well. Yes. Right. Like Uh, the the Latter-day Saints did as well.
0: Right. Like we, we, like we deeply dislike that there's not a tiered system in heaven that like you get on the train, you get on the God train last, go to the same destination and you get the same accommodations.
1: It's even easy to do this in the church if you were ever part of like a hyper emotional youth group or a hyper emotional anything. So I remember being the very boring kid who has always been in ministry and like I didn't have a testimony. Did you ever have like well, were you ever so I didn't, a group? Where yeah, but you had, I like, yeah, had but a testimony. I, yeah, but I
0: was the problem. I was the other. You were problem. the kid who had I was the, the testimony, other, right? Like you know, the, the okay. Depressed, what the depressed me is like I I never had the option of being like I, everyone thinks it's hilarious that i have this job right this is the fun you know you and i get to you know agree about many things and share many life experiences uh-huh. uh, but this is the this, fundamental, is, not one of them. this is the <laughs> fundamental difference between me and you right, right. it's like you know it's, it, it's not who we are at 37 or or almost 38 <laughs> um mm-hmm. for one of us um but uh <laughs> It's who we were when we were 17. Right. Right. Like 17-year-old Trey and 17-year-old Emily still. Very different people. Very different
1: people. Very different people. I was very boring. I've still led, you know, a typically boring life, but like I remember being that person in youth group going, man, I've never been addicted to drugs, right? Right, I've never had this terribly horrible experience that like has given me this really good testimony and this hyper-emotional state that I can share, you know it's really easy to be that person that showed up at the vineyard and did the boring work for the entire day and look around and go, but, but what about me? (laughs) I've been here the whole time, friends. I've I've been here. What's going on, God? It's easy to be that person that grumbles and complains.
0: It is. And like, you hear it in, you even hear it in church life, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, why? you know, I, I remember distinctly, like, you know, Yeah, but what about us? You're doing all these things for all these people who aren't here, but what about us? And I'm like, yeah, but there's, like, four things for you to do already? Like, you're right. I am spending a lot of my time on not you. In part, if I thought you were in any way underserved, I would do something about that. But, like, you are fundamentally served, um, and so we're going to work on finding – more people to welcome into the vineyard who are of equal value and standing.
1: Right. And that's part of this parable that we maybe don't always recognize. It's not that the work wasn't getting done, right? The vineyard, the laborers were already there. The work was getting done. The reason that the vineyard owner goes back into the marketplace is he sees people sitting there idle and going, hey, what's the deal? Why aren't you working? Yeah, come on in. Join come the on, party. come
0: on. Come on. Come on. This is the you every, know, you know yeah. this is this, this is for everyone, right? This is Exactly. Everybody's
1: yeah. welcome at this table. Y'all come on. We got work for you, you know. I know it's the end of the day, but you're still welcome.
0: You're still welcome. Come on. It's fine. This is about This is about something else. This is and for like the people who have been in the vineyard the long time, it is learning to be joyful
1: about that
0: and not resentful about that
1: right, right. Be- because the point is that we get to be in the vineyard that we get to be going about the work of well and and and, building. And, and and and
0: more people get to and that we should be thrilled that more people like a it's good to be in the vineyard like what yeah. was your reward you got to be in the vineyard longer
1: right, right? you got to be part of this work with right. the with god right and like
0: And you had this community and this, like, it's not like, you know, again, this is merely a parable to make a point. Let us not not extrapolate insufficiently, but let us not go too far, right? Yes, we are laborers in a vineyard. We are also very well-supported laborers. And so we have had this experience with God for longer and earlier. We have had a Christian community for longer and earlier. We have known the love of God in our lives for longer and earlier. And so trust me, like, no, we don't get into tier four heaven. Um, We have, you know, we don't get to become, what is it? Eventually in higher level Scientology, I fell down a rabbit hole during the pandemic. Um, of watching oh Leah Remini's Escaping Scientology, but it's like five seasons. It was all on oh Netflix at the time. Um, and you know, I, you know, anyways, so I know a weird, weird amount about Scientology. They have OT levels, right? And so you, they call it a bridge, but it is a ladder, but they call it a bridge. But Scientology is bad in a lot of ways. This is going to get us decked by Scientology, which I welcome. Um, come on, New, let's go. Um... <laughs> But um, so it's a ladder, but they call it a bridge, and that really annoys me because it's definitely a bridges don't go up. I don't know much, but I know the bridge. It's the staircase. It's a ladder, but they don't call it a ladder. They call it a bridge, and it annoys me. But at the top of the bridge, which is a ladder, um, there are the OT levels, and so you 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 don't get to go to OT eight heaven right everyone goes to the same heaven um everyone gets the same salvation you don't get to be you know i, I was in the boy scouts which again is an entirely made up rank system um right like you, you know this is not the military we're not like controlling troops okay um and, like you know there are all these ranks um and the ranks and then there are ranks beyond ranks and then i hold ranks that are beyond ranks that are beyond ranks and like at some point you just realize like this is this is all made up like no right. this is not in God's kingdom. Yeah, there are rewards for those who've been in the vineyard for longer. And those rewards are largely intangible. But in terms of your value to God, it's all the same. We're all, all God's people. And that's good, not bad. Absolutely. Because it also means like you being really proud of yourself for being the vineyard does assume you never find yourself outside the vineyard.
1: Right. right? That too. <laughs> right.
0: Like Christian walk, this thing, the Christian walk? It's not always steady forward progress and right. when you start feeling really proud of your steady forward progress
1: pride cometh before the fall right or when you start grumbling and complaining yeah. that the last are first and the first are last maybe that's you straying out of the vineyard well right I and mean, then like <laughs> you know that is I I
0: uh it was once I think this was last show we talked about prison ministry yes it was that yeah. was an hour ago uh, <laughs> A week ago for y'all, an hour ago for me, um, that we had, we had a weekend that was not going well. It was not going well. It was not going well. Um, and I was the, it's called a spiritual director. It was essentially, it was the pastor in charge of it, in charge of the spiritual side, director of spiritual stuff. Um, and I had to give a pep talk to the team. And what I realized, and I missed this about the parable of the Good Samaritan, and I can Samaritan, the other one, Prodigal Son, that one. The other Luke parable that's only in Luke uh, yes. that everyone loves. Um, and it's, who are we? Who are we who are in the vineyard? Who are we current vineyard laborers? Who are we in the story of the Prodigal Son? We might have been, certainly I was, apparently you weren't, but I was, uh, the prodigal son. Um, lost, found, right? You know, big deal, miracle, I'm here, whatever, right? This, yeah. This is true to my story, right? But now, I'm not the, like, I don't get to identify with the prodigal son. You certainly don't want to be the brother, same deal, right? The brother, right. same thing. Same thing. Bro- the brother same, right?
1: is grumbling and complaining right. about, why are you killing the fatted calf for this one? I've been working on time. I've been here the
0: whole time. And literally, the father says, like,
1: yeah, you... Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, good. Everybody
1: gets to come to that party. Well, and also, right? like, he's
0: like, son, you have not... Like, you've lived a better life than your brother has. Like, right.
1: Like, straight up.
0: Like, You didn't have to
1: feed the pigs and eat the pods. Like, right? Yes,
0: you have been constantly with me, and you have not blown your inheritance, but I also still love your brother. But so, like, who are we as the church supposed to be? We are definitely, at some point in our journey, all, in one way or another, the brother. The 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 younger brother. Right. We're not supposed to be the older brother. We're not the dad. That's Jesus. God. Right. That's not us. That's not the church. That's right. still God. Who are we? We're the party. We're supposed to be the party. We're supposed to be the party. Right. That's welcoming everybody in. That's just right. like celebrating that this dude is here. Right. Right? Like
1: that's And is- the grace and the goodness of God and enjoying the fatted calf with everybody. Right.
0: <laughs> that's just my point of this team of like, hey, friends, like yeah, it's not going well. They don't actually have to like us. Um, another thing we talked about talk about a lot. Like, they don't have to like you. Like, there's no requirement, right? Like, they might just be here to sit in the air conditioning and eat f- the free food. And, by the way, friends, that's okay. Um,
1: yeah, it's all right, too.
0: They don't have, like, they're just not hugging or whatever. It was, a ba- it was going badly. Um, but, like, we're supposed to be this party that says, like, we, the other laborers in the vineyard, are supposed to look at someone who shows up at the end of the day and gets the same thing we do and say
1: cool and celebrate yes. that. Can celebrate. we not all celebrate that we all just got paid a denarius or a, a daily wage, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody just won.
0: Everyone just won. And the laboring with laboring alongside God is itself a joy.
1: And not a competition. And not a competition. Not a competition. So uh, that gym membership that Tim and I got came with a free um, like personal trainer that shows you how to use all the equipment sure. and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you don't like, so you don't sue them for smashing a belt, you know, a bar.
1: Right, on your chest. or you don't mess up their equipment, and yeah. you actually kind of know what you're doing. I guess I don't know. Um, but we went, and you know, the type that becomes a personal trainer is very competitive right um and so she was trying to get my husband and I to compete and we're sitting here going no no I'm I'm good like we're not really competitive people um and and Tim, like she was just floored that even like within ourselves we weren't very competitive I'm like no no I'm excited that he can do that he's my husband like way to go like good I don't so, care about not being able to do as much as, you know, but, but being competitive is also in a lot of natures. I get that. Um, it's that hierarchy. Again, we like it. to be categorized.
0: Well, this is where um, I didn't know this going in, but I went to like a weirdly non-competitive college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're going to, you know, it was, we were all competing with ourselves. We were not competing amongst each other. And maybe this comes <clears> from a, you know, this is after a world where like they posted scores and like, you know, turn it into some sort of freezing frenzy. But I remember hearing like horror stories of like college students hiding, like preventing other college students turning papers in. And like, that was not, yeah, that was not my experience. My experience was like, oh, I want to do well for myself you want to do well for yourself. I'm happy when you do well. And, like, I right. didn't know this was a thing I needed in my life. Because I can be, you know, I have a competitive streak. I I get weird about what I'm competitive about and what I'm not. Um, I You know, I am not the reason in my marriage why we can't pay, play competitive board games. I'm just going to say that. She listens to the show, so I'm just going to say that. I am not <laughs> the reason uh, why we can't. So, like, there are some things, like, I am not competitive about at all. And then some things like I really, you know, um really get into. You give me a good scavenger hunt. We were gonna go. Um, it's on, like let's, you know. I've um, made those
1: photo scavenger hunts yeah. with you before. It's true. Yeah, no, I, I you know I,
0: I, there's a reason why I don't compete in them. Um it's healthier for everybody. There's this great mm-hmm. the the car, not the movies boss baby, the cartoon show boss baby. Um uh which is way I Maybe it's the only thing I've watched, but I like it way better. And so there's a one where uh, the brother is now an adult and the other brother is now back to being a baby. Don't ask how this works. And they play cards as a family. They're playing some version of Go Fish. And the dad, who is the older brother of the brother who is now back to being a baby, staying out of it. He's staying out of it. He's helping his little daughter, who also works for the Baby Corporation, uh, with her cards. And it Uh comes out because he got beaten so many times by his brother, who is now a baby again, as a child, that it fundamentally traumatized him. And then when he does get in the game, he is a hyper-competitive monster.
1: There's a Bluey episode about that, too. It's called Obstacle
0: Course. Yeah, that Bluey is the thing that we watch at our house, but yes. No, but we, uh, Boss Baby. It's not, the cartoon's not bad. Um, But, like, we have, like, we, there is that competitive thing. Like, it's the same thing for the hierarchy. Like, we want to win. We want to whatever. And that is not, like, you don't win Christianity.
1: Right. Like, like, Or or everybody wins, and so you have right. to be good with that. Right. Like, that yeah. it's not a competition. That This is the that, the,
0: like, the YMCA got it right.
1: <laughs> Everyone
0: right. gets a trophy.
1: Everybody wins. And that's the, you know, run the race I've set before you, Scripture. It's, yeah. it's just that, you know, yes, everybody's running that race, and everybody wins, and everybody well, gets a trophy.
0: So I'm going to make – so we, uh, my son and I, competed in our first Pinewood Derby um, this year, um, my, my son became a Cub Scout, um, and so we did our first Pinewood Derby, and we had to make this car, and we got weirdly into it, um, well, some of it is, like, it's, like, he got to hang out with me in the wood shop, and so it was this, like, cool father-son thing, and, um, I got kind of into it of, like, okay, so what, um, what lubricant, what legal, like there's legal ways you can like lubricate the thing like how, what, you know, and how do we design Speaking of it?
1: things that you're weirdly what, competitive with? We
0: consulted my friend who's an engineer about where should we put the weight and then, um, but, but anyways, <laughs> like a, a problem happened, um, and the car did not perform to expectations. Um, and so we lost, uh, but we got a trophy and you know what? Like my son didn't like losing, but, and knew that he lost, but still got a trophy and a recognition, right? Like, he, like, we, we act like, oh, they're not going to know they lost. No, he knew he lost. Um, but, like, there is actual consolation in everyone getting a trophy. And actually, this lesson about, like, the love of God, right? Like, the love of God is the trophy at the end of the YMCA game, where it doesn't right. actually matter who won. Right. Right? Like, the, the competitiveness that we have in ourselves, the desire for hierarchy that we have in ourselves is fundamentally not the kingdom of God. Right. And
1: so maybe we should not be completely surprised when God grants good gifts to all of right. God's children, not just those of us who have been here the longest or, you know, and you always hear about the comparison of, well, this person repented on their deathbed. Did they still get to go to heaven? Well, yes. He, yeah. Yep, yeah, turns out. They do.
0: Right? Yes. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> That's how that works. They mm-hmm. get to go to the same heaven that you do, and they might be in the line before you. There is not an express lane. Right. right? You cannot buy a first class ticket. Um You do not. I don't believe in mansions over hilltops, but you do not get a better room. You cannot get platinum status in the mansion over the hilltop. More
1: jewels in your crown. That's the other one.
0: Well, you know. But like it again. It is like we we love we love a competition, and I love some competitions. Clearly, I like Pinewood Derbies. I have a whole plan (laughs) for next year. Uh, Also, we learned that siblings can enter cars. and so Esther will be three. And so <laughs> Esther's not designing a Pinewood Derby car, but Esther might be entering a Pinewood Derby car. Oh um, dear. Based on some designs that I've been working on um, in the back of my mind. But my son, this is partly for him an artistic exercise, which I encourage. And so he wants to look cool, but it'll look cool means that like you need things, you have to leave things in that the car itself doesn't need And actually what you should do um, is you should strip it down to its barest parts and have all of the weight concentrated exactly where you want it. But then it really is going to look like a stack of lead weights on a flat piece of wood. And that's really boring. And my son wants an exciting, fun car. And I love it, designing the exciting fun car for him. And so Esther is going to enter um, a... uh, With a very
1: whittled down (laughs) wooden block with a whole bunch of weight.
0: Yeah, my my, uh, three year old is going to spend some time on the band saw
1: at least let her paint it pink or something (laughs) I mean you've got to let her do that part of the design of it
0: but only (laughs) the weights because we don't want any weight getting anywhere else other than the concentrated part of it you know this has all become um, wow so anyways I love a good (laughs) I love a good competition Uh, but I also recognize that like that is not necessarily the part of us That is truly of God, right? Um, Because in God's kingdom, we should be excited that the person who shows up at the end of the day gets the same trophy that we do.
1: Every single time.
0: Uh, Every single time. And we should be happy about that, not mad about that. And that's as good a place, I, or I can keep talking, about, I can keep telling you about my Pinewood Derby. Plans. <laughs> um, we have a whole other segment of the show that we do need to get to. Um, on the other side of this break, we are going to do our segment on how to restart a church. And we are going to talk about a key distinction um, that kind of comes out of this scriptural concept of ministry with, not ministry to. We will be right back. And we're back uh, for a segment that we like to call How to Restart a Church. And this one we want to look at. This is not necessarily a concept that I've always gotten right, but it's one of those like key principles in approaching, to me, in approaching a healthy church. And that is the difference between ministry with and ministry to. So, I, 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 I uh, my one of my advisors at seminary was a guy named. Dr. Gregory Ellison II, um, we called him Dr. E. He was, uh, he is uh, a pastoral care professor. It actually, has a new book out about Howard Thurman. And so if you ever want to know more about the theologian Howard Thurman, um, Dr. E. has a new book about it. Um, so just search Dr. Gregory Ellison II, comma, Howard Thurman, and you will find it. Um, we should
1: have him on the show.
0: We should. Not Howard um,
1: Thurman. We should have Dr. E. on the show.
0: He's going to be in Texas in I, 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 would, I, would, I, would, I would shoot that shot. He's fantastic. I learned a lot from him. And one of the classes I took from him was I took a class that on the first day of class and on the registration system for the university was called Pastoral Care to Marginalized Populations. Um, and we would like read about it. We also went to different areas of Atlanta. We then also went to like really rich churches. It was really an interesting class. Um... But about midway through the class, Dr. E.'s teaching methodology often involves kind of a little bit of a flair for the dramatic and a little bit of a big reveal, right? And in the middle of the class, he unveils a new syllabus with the actual name of the class, which is Pastoral Care with Marginalized Populations. And... You are, some of you are probably sitting at home going, that sounds like a really marginal difference. This sounds like a very seminary moment. And I'm like, well, yeah, but also, um, switching those prepositions really changes the nature of it, right? To minister to someone assumes you have and they don't. To minister with someone assumes that you are working together, right? Like... We think of Paul as ministering to the Romans, right? They don't know what Paul knows, and so Paul is ministering to them, right? Uh, right. Paul is ministering with Barnabas, right? Like, they're traveling along. They're bros. They're, like, working together. They're Paul and Silas, right? Like, the, Paul ministers with these people, right? And yes. so church, and church even working in a community— the ideal that certainly the thesis statement from Dr. Ellison's class, and this isn't unique to that, is that we are ministering with, not to. Now, that doesn't mean we can't do works of charity or we give things to people. Actually, we need to, right? You know, Jesus tells us to do that, right? What did you do for the least of these? You did for me, right? Like Matthew 25, right? right? Like this is not like, I I'm not trying to blow up the gospel or all church charity. That's not the point the point is about approaching that like i can get something from you and you can get something from me right yeah. that i am not a more full vessel than you are i might not need food right i happen i have a middle class job i generally that there's more food than I should have in my house. Right. So like I am probably at least at the, you know, bad things could happen to me and I could end up in a different position. You know, everyone is three bad days away from a real tough time. Um, but like at the moment of my life, I don't need food, but I might need wisdom that you can share. Or like you might need the church. This this is the story of grace church, the people of second chance. You might need the church to smooth out some of your financial difficulties. But that doesn't mean the church can't benefit from other things that you have to offer. You might be a killer sound tech. You might be a really good with working with young people. Like, you may be a singer. Like, you may be just, like, really nice and inviting. Like, it, you know, you have no idea. Um, but, like, there is a real distinction between, like, I am a full vessel. You are an empty vessel. Let me, like God in God's self, pour
1: into you. Um, (laughs) That that white savior comment. Oh God, it's great with this prepositions here. Well, and I I even think back to the you know my time in seminary. I had to write a lot of papers about um, what I was passionate about, and it was uh, ministry with the people on the fringes. But a lot of the papers I wrote said ministry to right. What's the an easy, people like, on the fringes because I, I was not making that distinction. But it is an important distinction.
0: Well, and it's one of those, like, I, I spent a lot of my life in, like, in low resource settings, right? Where I think I'm there to do good, right? That's why I went to those, that's why I go and went to those places, and it took me longer than it should have, and this is still a pro. This is still a learning process. It's really hard to unlearn the like logic of "I have, you don't." Let me give, right? Right. Um, I don't need. No, no, I don't need anything from you. Um, and like, it took me a long time. And, and again, this I, I still think this is a journey to get there. I I I once got really mad. I was part of this program. I I won't use program names. Um, it would be become a little obvious if it did but i was part of this program where we were ministering to this we were ministering to this group of marginalized people um and the program had a very strict rule that the participants couldn't thank us um and uh, that um they couldn't pray over us at the end we could only pray over them and I almost quit. No kidding. Um, I almost quit of like, no, because this is making it seem like... And they had their own logic to it, but it really made it clear that like, it seemed like they are the empty vessels, that the logic of it was that they are the empty vessels and let us pour into their vessels uh, Hi, yeah, yeah. and not allow any opportunity for them to pour back into us. And we get this way of like, oh, no, no, we don't want to, like, we want to give. We're not supposed to then receive. And I'm like, no, that's children and Christmas gifts. That is not the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we both give and receive. Because if we only give and don't receive, we ourselves are God.
1: Right. Well, and this is also where the church can get hung up on, like, we talked about it a couple of shows ago. Um, it was not that many days ago for us in the recording process, but <laughs> right. it was three weeks ago for those of you listening. And um, we had the Shans on of this yeah. spiritual but not religious podcast of um, not actually recognizing the gifts and talents that your children, that your youth, that your young adults bring to the table um, and thinking that we have a ministry that they need and we're just going to go fill them up but we don't stop to see the gifts and the graces that they are also bringing to the table. Like having a token youth on a board, um, but never actually listening to what that youth has to say or the ideas that that youth is bringing to the table. Um, In the United Methodist Church, in our Book of Discipline, it says that there is supposed to be a youth on your councils, on your ad board, on your... I think it's every uh, council except for maybe... Trustees, maybe finance. it's not one of them, but
0: it's one of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: But but every other one is supposed to have a youth on it, and so some a lot of churches I've seen have put a youth on there, but then they don't actually listen to anything. Well, and then the youth doesn't.
0: Then youth stops coming, right? Right. Um, Because that is ministry that is not really ministry with that is tokenism, right? Which is also right. But this is, you know. You think of a like that a youth could. We're supposed to be influencing the lives and faith lives of young people. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: Mhm.
0: But those young people can influence your faith life too.
1: One hundred percent. Like
0: that's the exchange, right? Or like the again, I I use like again, like the the church we had in Palestine in particular. Although this church is this way too, right? There's just people that need stuff, and so the church is often both of those churches, are often facilitating meeting the needs of congregation members. It's just the reality of working class ministry and life. You're a cool sound tech. You need a car. Well, you're giving in and whatever. It's like everyone gets, everyone gives, right? Right. Um, and so you – but a lack of money or a lack of years or a lack of whatever doesn't mean you don't have a ton of something else that can, yes. you know – you know, spirit, you know, we, we, we've known plenty of people who don't have four dimes to rub together, um, but have fabulous spiritual wisdom um, yes. to share, right? And this is the kingdom of God is not meant to be, and this is from, you know, our scripture that we just read, right? This is not, does not seem to be my opinion. Um, the kingdom of God is meant to be a place where everyone is of equal value. And that means everyone can both be the giver and the receiver. And that seems to be, like, the point, right? Yes. Paul, even Paul in his writings, often is thanking the congregations for the ways that they have supported him uh, emotionally and spiritually. He applies this to great effect in Philemon, um where he is using it to twist the knife a little on philemon um it is so wonderful that you have done this now help me out a little bit more right so paul (laughs) Paul deploys this but like you even see this in like paul's communications uh like i you have supported me here I am sharing my wisdom with you. I have wisdom. I don't have money, or I, I have wisdom, but I am afflicted and, and 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 in need of prayer. You may not have this wisdom. You're not a essentially a seminary, the only seminary trained guy in the room. Um, so I will give of my wisdom, and you will give of your prayers and your resource, and together this thing called church will happen.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I. I try to tell people this all the time when you're looking for volunteers, particularly for things yeah. with young people, um, particularly for things with, with children, man, I have taught so many adult Bible studies where I was the only person in the room talking yeah. and they're meant uh-huh. to be interactive. Oh,
0: God. Uh-huh. And it's
1: so, so hard for me to teach classes like that, where I'm the only one contributing. Um, and so I tell people, come just sit in a, youth class with me one day and you will get the most off the wall questions that will challenge your faith. And I will have to look at them and say, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that right now. Let's, Let's go figure, figure it out, it out yeah. together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that in itself is a gift, right? The ability to challenge and to question and to, to grow deeper in faith, just with your conversation is a gift is something that you can give to the kingdom of God. And I'm, very, very grateful for that gift every single time I get to hang out with kids.
0: Well, and it's funny, I get, you know, we take a lot of, a, a, of very serious adults on mission trips. And one of the, like, stock, like, so the way often in mission trips with young people, right? Like you have like share night at the end where wherever, like you sit there for until 10 o'clock at night um, where everyone tells like this profound experience they've had. And like the youth have you know a lot of different tropes. One of the adult tropes um, is um, I didn't think I'd learn so much from these kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And they say, it, they say it nicer than that, but like I, they, they'll say things like I'm surprised how much I got out of it. And I'm sitting there going, Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Or, or Why should
1: you volunteer for that mission trip? Because you are going to get more out of it than you think you did.
0: Right. And so you think you're there either for the young people or the young people might think they're there for the, for the, um, for the houses we're working on or whatever. And that's true. Right. right. But like that person with that house may share wisdom or love with you. And then, you know, so the youth have their own version of that, which is I, you know, I, you know, I thought I was here to serve and, and actually like, you know, Miss Betsy, and was, we worked on her porch. She just changed my life because why? And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, now you're getting it. Um, now you're getting it. Um, mm-hmm. there was, uh, this will come up more than once on this show. I guarantee it. Um. Uh Sydney and I were once on a plane flight. We were going on vacation. I was not traveling for work. I we're flying to Frankfurt, Germany. Um, and uh there was this entire mission team um sitting in like two rows. It's why Sydney owns noise canceling headphones now, actually. <laughs> um, because of how miserable she was on that flight to Frankfurt. Um but the mission team's bad behavior on that plane, it was fine, they were just loud. Um uh i've known worse um uh this t-shirt they wore and i forget what country so i'm just going to insert a brand i think it started with a z but there's more than one um it was a country in africa and it said bringing god to zambia
1: oh lord help us
0: bringing god to this group of 14 people on the back of a 777, we're gonna themselves bring God to Zambia. The entire well, nation of Zambia.
1: Not that because there are, God wasn't already there. There's not that no. there's
0: millions of Christians already in Zambia, right? Like, good chunk of the African continent, incredibly uh, Christian um, at this point in history. And this was only, like, 10 years ago. So, like, it's also that was true then. Um, but that is, like, a real, like, real bold claim. Um, first of all, you're right. It, it uh, Again, it, 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 it neglects the fact that God is already there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But also that we have th- ourselves the power to th- the nation of Zambia. It's an empty vessel. <laughs> and we're going to and- go fill it. I just like, <sighs> a- a- you know, and we're all like, again, we're all guilty of this to a greater or lesser extent. But I think mm-hmm. about that. I think about that t shirt with some frequency of just, oh, right. Actually, actually. What a mission trip, even a mission trip, right? Where, like, you want to think that, like, I'm going to serve and I don't need da-da-da-da-da. No, you do. You shouldn't require it of them, right? There's a difference between being open to receive and require it, right? Like, when you work on someone's house, you shouldn't require that they convert to Christianity or be nice to you or whatever, right? Or even say thank you, right? Or even say thank you, right? Like, right. Um, Not are there back to what I think was in this episode where I talked about us being the party. I can't remember. <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, that was that prison ministry crew. Like we didn't need them to respond. Right. But when they do, we get to receive that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. When it's given genuine, like, you know, when the, you know, that you build that work on the house and the client shares their wisdom, their love. Right. Like don't push that away. Right, um, because oh no no I'm here to serve you. No, you're here to build the kingdom of God, which means you serve, they serve.
1: Yeah,
0: you serve, they serve. We all serve together, right? This is this is not a this is not for coming. I serve, you serve, we serve. Right? This is uh, we serve.
1: Right. Well, and this is where. The attitude of Colossians 3 becomes real important of everything that you do, you're doing for God, um, not for the praise of other people, right? Right.
0: But also, if someone wants to give that to you as their way of blessing you, again, this is not, do not stand up in front of your congregation and ask for a a Learjet G650, right? Yep. This is not, nope nope still no still I still don't get to do project G650 I still this is an old enough reference that people are so anyways there's this guy named creepef let me tell you about Creeflow dollar
1: Cree Flo dollar <laughs> there's man. a man,
0: man who may I, claims to have actually been named Creeflow dollar um he was is I've lost track of Low's story I'll be honest. Um, He, at the time, was a megachurch pastor in Atlanta, and he had the bold dream that his congregation was going to buy him a a Learjet, a G650, um, in the G6 series of rap song fame. Um, For ministry. For ministry.
1: For ministry, friend.
0: Right. And it's it's very nice, kind of like international, and it it does mean you don't have to fly coach international, which is uncomfortable. Um, I'll be doing that in a few days. And, you know limbering up i'm stretching you know i've gotta <laughs> i'm, I'm a hydrating in advance right it's uncomfortable but like I, for ministry i need a 50 million dollar jet and weirdly he didn't get it but he had this whole like campaign that he called project g650 right you still don't get to do project g650 where like you must give to me no but if someone wants to give you a Lear jet, i guess you take it
1: Well, or, or a blessing, right? But maybe a
0: blessing is a G650.
1: Right. But it's, it's the same reason so many of us are uncomfortable with receiving compliments. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's the same, same. like, no, no, no. I'm here to bless you. You don't need to bless me. Right. Um, There was a TikTok going around. There, there was a TikTok going around about, um, it was like, so what if one of your friends is really having a hard time? Oh, I'm going to be there for him. What if they're, you know, having trouble talking about it? It's okay. They can tell me anything. And what if, you know, they just really need a whole lot of your time and your energy. I am there. I got them. I am, I am here for you. Okay. Well, what if you're that person? Oh, no, 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 We, we're going to bottle that down. (laughs) We got to bottle that up. We're going to cover it up. Nobody gets to help me with this problem. Right. Well,
0: and, and we do bad cultural things to a lot of people around that. Right. Yes. Um. We do bad cultural things about certain segments of our population are not meant to be a burden, right? Like, we do a lot of that. We do a lot of that work to people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not true, right? Like, all of that's not true. Like, you know, should, like, you know, in in some ways, we're all each other's burden on purpose. That's the kingdom of God. The point is to both understand that it's not that you aren't a burden. You are a burden. It's just everyone's a burden. And that's the yes. point, is that when we all carry each other's burdens, there's someone carrying your burden and you're carrying someone else's burden. And in that way, all the burdens get carried and everyone gets supported.
1: And that we beca- all get supported and we all get to be part of this kingdom of God together.
0: Right, that like, you know, you're, this you're, we talked about this a few weeks ago when we did the the bit on the church dilemma, right? <laughs> that like... uh. we're we're supposed to be all in, right? We're supposed to be all in the tank, right? Um, But we all got to do it together. And so this is the other side of this, right? That like um, ministry with means that you are going to carry somebody's burden. Yes. Absolutely. Minister, do ministry, carry someone's burden, but recognize that it is not just okay, but the capital P plan. For someone else to carry your burden. And that may be the same person whose burden you're carrying. Because those burdens may be different. Though that person's burden may be financial. And you're in a place where you can be a financial blessing. Um, your burden might be emotional. And that person can then become your secret keeper. And so you have a brother. Right? And so they are not able to give money. But you don't need money. And you... May be an average middle class man and thus horrifically emotionally repressed um, and thus not necessarily yet in a place aware of your emotions. Or you may be British and thus just historically emotionally depre- oppressed, and thus not necessarily able, uh, fa- just not able to carry someone else's emotional burdens. Um, and so someone else will carry your emotional burdens that you definitely have. Um, and You can carry a different kind of burden that you are more equipped to deal with.
1: And that's how we round each other out. And that's how we are the body of Christ, right? Not everyone's a foot, not everyone's an eye, not everyone's a hand, Um, but we need them all. We We all need to help one another out and work together in that.
0: And work together and understand that, like, if you feel like you're getting slightly too much out of this, that's not necessarily a bad, that's not necessarily a sign that you're doing it wrong. You do need Mm -hmm. to make sure that, like, you know, hold yourself accountable. Are you also carrying someone else's burdens? But, like... Oh, but these people are supporting me. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the plan.
1: That's what we were supposed to do all along, friends.
0: And that's as good a place as any to bring what has been, for us, a marathon recording session um, <laughs> uh, to an end. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I promise you the next time you see us, we will be wearing different clothes. Um, <laughs> Or I definitely won't be wearing this. Um, uh, yeah, it, this is uh, this is a product of the Servants Now Media Lab um, at Servants of Christ United Methodist Parish, deep in the heart of Southeast Houston, and is brought to you by a generous uh, grant from the uh, Innovators Grant, the Texas Annual Conference, of the United Methodist Church. Um, if you want to find out more about everything we're doing around here. It's very simple. It's Servants Now just about everywhere. Um, ServantsNow.org, Facebook.com slash ServantsNow, YouTube.com slash ServantsNow, at ServantsNow on TikTok, at ServantsNow on Instagram. Um, there, If you watch this on video and want it in audio, that exists. Just search The Goodness of God into the podcatcher of your choice. We're the, there are two podcasts out there in the world uh, who are called The Goodness of God. We're the one who's currently updating and has better art. Um, not that I'm competitive, not the back to the other thing, but like, uh, you know, not that I'm competitive, but our art is better. Um, and if you want to be a part of this show, you can just email us, thegoodnessofgodpod at gmail.com. And we'll gladly read what you have to say on air. Go in peace, to love and serve the Lord, and we'll see you in three weeks, in two weeks, we'll see you next week.